Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With two on the shot clock, hits nothing but net. Denny Avdia with a 38-point performance. Denny all alone. 41 points for Denny Avdia. Chris Miller on the call last night from Monumental Sports Network as Denny Avdia went Kanye crazy. A career high 43 points for Mr. Denny Avdia. I was super impressed uh, by my man last night. And I I tweeted it out on Twitter. It's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. I I felt like Last night for Denny was so impressive for a multitude of different reasons. But knowing what he's dealing with in his homeland, knowing what's going on in Israel, for him to put that on the back burner for 48 minutes and give the effort that he gave last night against a Pelicans defense that's top seven in the NBA. This is one of the best defenses in all the association. And for him to go out and perform the way that he did, it was phenomenal to watch. Got his teammates involved, was aggressive, constantly getting downhill, playing like he's 6'9", attacking the rim. I loved everything about it. 13 of 24, 6 of 10 from beyond the arc. That's a career high in a game. 11 of 13 from the charity stripe. That's a career high. He also grabbed 15 rebounds to go along with his 43 points. And I'm trying to scroll in my DMs here to make sure I read the stat correctly, Denny Avdia last night, this is via Wizards stats and PR, Denny Avdia last night became the youngest Wizard player since John Wall back in 2013 to score 40 points. That, that's the type of stuff that gets you excited. That's the type of stuff that makes you go, you know what? He is a building block. I know this is a nine-win team. I know they're horrible, but there's at least a bright spot moving forward with this group. And with Denny Avdia, not only have we seen him grow as a player on the floor, but in reality, we're seeing him grow as a a man as well. And something that was a big talking point for Denny last year was not getting too high and not getting too low. After a 43-point performance, you got to imagine he's on cloud nine. Take a listen to Denny, though, postgame, talking about his confidence. I feel like I'm just more confident. I think I'm more confident. Um, I'm working hard. I'm patient. Um, you know, it's been it's been a long four years for me, like ups and downs. I'm sure I'm still gonna have some downs, like every other basketball player. Uh, but seeing my growth and uh, my teammates been like been here with me, like with all this process, it's been great. They're pushing me. They're looking for me. 
And uh, without them, honestly, like, without their push, like, honestly, I couldn't be in, in, the, in that of a good stretch like, I'm, like I am. It's Denny Avdia being open, honest, transparent about what has led uh, to his career year. Let's have a real honest dialogue about Denny Avdia, right? I think the question that I initially had coming into the season is what is Denny's ceiling? What is Corey Kispert's ceiling? And when I say that, I talk about his ceiling on a championship-level team, on a championship contender. Because at the end of the day, that is how Washington should be looking at themselves. That is the light that the Wizards should be viewing themselves. Eventually. What is he on a championship contender? Is he a six-man? Seventh man? Is he a third option? Is he a fourth option? Just looking at the last month for this kid, Denny in January averaged 14 points, six and a half boards, four and a half assists on 51% shooting in 15 games. Since January 31st, Denny Avdia is averaging 21.8 points per game, 8.8 rebounds, three assists on 60% shooting from the field, 50% shooting from beyond the arc, and 67% shooting from the free throw line. And last night, obviously, he has a career high with 43 points against the Pelicans. And it's so amazing because it all comes on the heels of an offseason in which the previous GM basically said, Rui, we got to get you out of here to get more opportunities for Denny Avdi. He wasn't even starting last year on this team. That's what's so amazing about all of this. And when this front office was revamped, Last offseason, there was a little bit of speculation as to how Denny Avdia would fit into the team's future plans. I know there were entertaining trade talks at the deadline surrounding Denny Avdia. He was not considered untouchable. I love it, though, because Denny Avdia fits the mold of the modern-day wing. He can pass, he can dribble, he can shoot, he can defend. He fits the mold of the modern-day wing. That matters. And when you sign the deal that he signed, four years, $55 million, that is so team-friendly. Can you think about some of the other contracts in the league that are that are, that are are out there of players of Denny's ilk? I think Denny could end up being better than a Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant's five years for $160 million. It's a team-friendly contract. Teams are going to want to trade for this kid moving forward. To me, though, and I don't want to harp on the deadline and their lack of activity, but if there was one reason why I'd be advocating to move on from a guy like Tyus Jones and Landry Shaman at the deadline is to get Denny more opportunities. And if they were ever going to move on from Kyle Kuzma, to me, it would be because they felt like Denny was ascending and being able to step into that role. But either way, shout out Kyle Kuzma, by the way. Stand up dude that he is doing all the work he does for the Kyle Kuzma Foundation, wanting to stay here in Washington. I applaud that. I commend that. May look rough right now. They may only be a nine-win team, but the Wizards certainly are on their way. And to me, it all starts and finishes right now, at least, uh, with Denny Avdia. He's been phenomenal. I expect this growth to continue. And I want to give a lot of credit, too, 
to new head coach, interim head coach, Brian Keefe, who is known for his ability to develop players, Denny Avdia continuing uh, to make strides under Keefe's stewardship. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, the biggest press conference of the offseason happened this afternoon. Hearing Joe Witt take the podium, it gave me chills. If you missed it earlier today, you get an opportunity right now here exclusively on the fan to hear once more from the new defensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders, Joe Witt Jr. That's next here on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 10 o'clock before we hand things over to Tech Talk Live. Talked a little bit about the Washington Wizards in that last segment. Big-time night in New Orleans last night from Danny Avdia. 43 points, 15 rebounds, becoming the youngest Wizard since John Wall. Score 40 or more points in a game. The Wizards, though, uh, last night, falling to the New Orleans Pelicans. It'll be their final game before they enter the All-Star break. And the past couple of years, the Wizards uh, haven't been too haven't been too well represented, I would say, <laughs> during All-Star weekend. This time around, though, the young Frenchman, Balao Koulibaly, uh, going to be playing in the Rising Stars Challenge uh, out at All-Star weekend in Indianapolis and talking to Balao uh, a little bit late last week in the locker room. Super excited about the chance to participate in All-Star Weekend. The one thing I was laughing about uh, with Bilal and just take it for what it is. This is a 19-year-old kid. And I got to remember that sometimes because I'm a fan before anything. But talking to him in the locker room, he's so honest and open and transparent. There was a conversation that was being had between Bilal Koulibaly and Jordan Poole about just the NBA culture during All-Star Weekend and our guys going to be playing hard. And then Jordan Poole brought up the All-Star game from a couple years ago when they had a specific point total that they had to get to and how that kind of impacted the play and how it made guys play a little bit harder. Bilal Koulibaly said straight up, I hope I dunk on someone <laughs> during uh, the Rising Stars game, man. So if you watch him throughout the first, you know, 40 or so games of the season, you know the mentality uh, that this young cat plays with. He means it when he says he's going to try to dunk on somebody. So we'll see. Uh, if Bilal can 
you know, show well for himself and the organization out in the Rising Stars game. A couple of more games on tap tonight before the NBA officially uh, goes into the All-Star break. Right now on TNT, we got Bucks and Grizzlies. And two teams that are in completely opposite situations when you talk about Milwaukee and Memphis. Gigi Jackson has been, you know, one of the biggest revelations of the season here in the last month or so. Uh, Memphis's second-round pick from last year, the youngest player in the association. He's taking advantage of John Morant being out of the lineup. 13 points tonight in the first half against Giannis and company. The Bucks are another interesting case study. I was looking at some advanced defensive statistics, and then I looked at the regular defensive rankings. The Bucks 21st in the NBA in team defense, or in half-court defense, excuse me. So they've got to get better at that area. They added Patrick Beverly at the trade deadline to try to improve uh, their perimeter defense. But ultimately, though, the Milwaukee Bucks, they're going to have to do a lot of soul-searching during the All-Star break and see if they can come out in the second half of the season uh, punching and kicking. Another team that's going to have to do that, Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. A LeBron James trade uh, fizzled is the way I would put it. No chance of really happening. But the fact that the Warriors were inquiring about uh, acquiring LeBron James, it shows you how <laughs> how desperate they are right now for talent uh, to play alongside Steph Curry. Klay Thompson looks like a shell of himself. Draymond Green's a psychopath. The one shining light on the Golden State Warriors is Jonathan Kaminga. The only negative about him is his barber. So there's that. So there's that. It's interesting, though, to watch the Warriors completely falter the way that they have here this year. Sad to see. I said it like a month ago on overtime. Stephen Curry has probably won his last title in his NBA career, and that, that hurts to say. As promised, though, we'll let you hear from the new defensive coordinator here in Washington, Joe Witt Sr., in its entirety, next, here on The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge, Wilbert Linnell Willingham, taking up the 10 o'clock tonight before we dish things over to Tech Talk Live. Right now, though, as promised, I want to let you hear part one of new Commanders defensive coordinator Joe Witt speaking to the D.C. media earlier today in Ashburn. John Kahn, ESPN. I'm just curious for you, your first shot at this, you know, how excited are you to have your this shot as a defensive coordinator? Man, first off, I'm excited to be here. All right, this is a, you know, one of the teams that you think about as you're growing up. You know, they won all the Super Bowls as I was growing up, and having the opportunity to be here at Washington um, is exciting. To be here with Coach Quinn is exciting. You know, you're going to see a man that that's going to energize the whole city, not just this football team, the whole fan base. 
And so my opportunity to be a DC, I've been um, waiting for this for a long time. All right, um, the staff that we put together uh, is an outstanding staff. Um, we have a lot of coaches that come from different trees. All right, and we did that by design because we want to have ideas outside of what necessarily I've done in my past. So uh, we're ready for it. Um, like I said, it's just going to be exciting times. Obviously, you have ties to Dan, but why do you feel maybe you're ready for this now? <laughs> That's a funny question to me. Uh, I've been coaching in the league for 18 years, okay? I see a lot of these young guys get opportunities years, years, years prior, and nobody really questioned them, you know what I'm saying? Um, I've been ready, and just the opportunity now has come with Coach Quinn. But a question of my ability to call defense, to structure a defense, uh, to do that, I have full, full confidence in that. Hi, uh, Ben Standig with The Athletic. Welcome mm -hmm. to town. Um, we obviously got to watch the defense uh, that you and Dan uh, worked on in Dallas. People want to kind of know what, what does that mean now? What are you bringing here? Does that you already have a thought in mind of what exactly it'll be, or do you need to see more of, hey, who's on this team, and then adjust to that? Uh, one thing I could tell you, um, like Dan said, it's more about the play style than anything else, okay? We're going to get that right first, and and – one thing that we're going to do, we're going to be a run and hit defense, all right? Uh, we're going to run, and, and, and I just told this to our staff, the defensive staff, we had our first staff meeting. Um, the way that we live is not for everybody, okay? It's not, all right? Because we're going to run and put our bodies on people in a violent manner, all right? And so we're going to get that play style right first, all right? And then the structure of what we do um, don't really don't – really, doesn't really matter, you know. Three, four, four, three. Um, everybody really plays the same coverages to some point. All right. Uh, the structure doesn't matter to me. The main thing that matters to me is: Are we going to be arriving violently? All right. And we're going to turn the ball over. All right. We're going to make sure we disrupt these quarterbacks. And as a starting point, to have John Allen and Deron Payne, mm -hmm. what does that do for for your designs? How excited are you to to start working with them? Man, everything starts up front. Okay. Um, and and I'm a I'm a back end guy. And when you see me at practice, I'm going to be – even when I was the cornerback coach in Green Bay or at Louisville, it doesn't matter. I'm always going to the big guys. Hey, it starts up front, all right? And so I'm a believer of that. And, um, and that's where we're going to – and I'm glad we have those guys because, you know, that's where, that's where it all starts. Scott Abraham, ABC7, welcome yes. to town. Yes, you said a violent defense. Mm -hmm. How do you instill that into your guys? Well, every day, you know, when we go out there on the field, um, the standard is the standard. Okay, and I, I know that's thrown around a lot, but um, part of our coaches and the reason that we got the coaches that we got uh, was because they are um, they hold people accountable. All right, they're great teachers first. All right, but if you don't do it the right way, you're going to get called out on it. Okay, there's only one way to do it, and that's the way that we want it done. And if that's not the way that you want to live, that's fine. Okay. Right, you'll probably be somewhere else, but we're going to do it that way, and, um, and you just have to go do it. You know, it, I don't, I don't have a. a it's, it's, it's easy to say, you know, you can do this and that. You just have to go do it. You have to just go work, work, work. I grew up on a farm. My dad, you know, he had a farm, and all we know is just to work hard, and so that's what we do. You know, I hear kind of the energy and the passion in your voice, and everybody has different leadership qualities and mm -hmm. leadership styles. How do you lead men? What, what are, what are some things you, you try to do? First, I want to make sure I'm a great communicator. I want them to understand that I'm here for them, okay? If, if, if we, as coaches, uh, take the gray area out of it, I believe our players play fast. So um, I'm going to communicate with them. I want them to know I'm a great listener as well, okay? So 
Uh, if they have good ideas, we'll listen. All right, this is a collaborative deal. This is not about me. This is not about the staff. This is about us as a unit playing high-level ball. All right, uh, make sure that the commanders are 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 playing winning football every time we step on the field. And so, um, I'm not really a rah-rah guy. Okay, especially on game day. I believe if you're doing a lot of yelling on game day, you haven't done your job during the week. All right, a game day is for helping the players, teaching the players, putting them in in the great position. Now at practice. All right, we're going to make sure we get them going the right way. So you'll see a, a, a big difference between me on the practice field and on game day. On game day, it's all about helping those guys, getting them in the right position because they're trying their, butt, their butts off, all right? They're not trying to mess up, trust and believe, all right? So um, I want to make sure that we put them in a great position that they can go out there and play fast. As you step into a new team, what is What's your, your email? I'm Nikki Javala with the Washington Nikki? Post. Okay, Sorry about thanks. that. Um, as, as you step into a new team, what is your general process for how you go about evaluating the roster? All right, so that's where we're starting at right now. Um, we have what we call a profile of each position of what we are looking for in our defense. And so um, we match what we have against the profile of what we're looking for. And uh, you'll, you'll hear us talk a lot about um, we won't talk about what guys can't do. We want to know what they can do and how far along the journey can we bring them within our system. And so that's what we're doing right now. And we're in the process of evaluating the roster. We did that as a coaching staff today. Um, and I wanted to hear one-liners and what each position coach thought about uh, the position of the men there. And then we'll start to see what we feel like we must have, what we need, and, and, and some wants that we want from a um, talent um, acquisition standpoint. And just being in the the division the last few years, does that give you any sort of leg up in the process, or you, do you just start completely anew as if they're? Uh, it might give you a little bit because you know we we played these teams twice, but it's really I'm looking at the other side of the ball, so I really haven't watched you know Washington's defense prior to coming here, so um, it wasn't that much of an advantage. What's a profile? Excuse of, me. Well, uh, sorry, Sam Fortier with the Washington Post. Sam, okay, thank you. Can you tell us about a profile of of one position? Uh, no, I cannot. Uh, that, I, that's a, I, want, I don't want people to know what we're looking at and what we're looking for because I think that's the secret of um, Dan and, and, and you know the things that we actually look for. That's not for everybody to know. What's your timeline, I guess, you know, from now until maybe the draft of, of how you're going to go through the process of evaluating what you have, what you need, who you bring in? Like, can you, can you kind of walk us through how you're planning on doing that? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, we're going to follow the calendar that Dan gives us, okay? So right now we're in the process of evaluating who we have, all right? And we did that pretty much today. And then once we get the free agent list, which we haven't gotten yet, um, we'll look at those guys that we could possibly add from there. Same thing when we get the draft list. It's, it's the same process on all 32 teams. You know, you, you, you follow – you look at your staff, even if, let's say, I was back in Dallas right now, we'll be reevaluating our current players, all right? Who, who's there? Who, you know, who can we take further on their journey? And so same thing here, nothing different. Hey, Joe, welcome to D.C. I'm yes, J.P. Sir. Finley with NBC4 and 106.7. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, you guys have had a ton of success defending the pass in Dallas over the past couple of years. That's been a weakness here in Washington. What are the steps you take to, to flip that over with the new secondary you're in charge of? One thing I would I would say is um, everything that we're going to try to do starts with the quarterback. 
All right. Um, we want to make that quarterback play post snap as much as possible. Uh, these quarterbacks are too good. So if if you allow them to uh, see the structure that you're lined up in and, and, and tell them the truth with it, and so they, they know the coverage or they know where the pressure is coming from, um, it's going to be a difficult day for you. So um, as much as possible, what we've done in Dallas from a disguise standpoint and a pressure standpoint is trying to make that quarterback play post snap. And now the Russian coverage, which is a, always a good marriage, they can come to life together. And so that's that's what we're going to try to do. That's why we've had success in um, not only my time in, in Dallas, but in, in Green Bay, that stretch. Um, we, we're known for turning the ball over, and that's what we're going to do here. And being known for turning the ball over, is that something you can teach, or is some of that just the way balls bounce on game day? How can you get this group? Because they kind of tried to do that in the past, and it hasn't really come to fruition. Well, I mean, you can coach it some. Um, the the first thing is you have to have players that can catch the ball, okay? That's the number one thing, and that might sound simplistic, but that's the truth. Um, once you get quarterbacks playing post-snap, all right, they're making errant throws. Uh, most interceptions aren't aren't on good thrown balls. They're on tips and overthrows. They're on inside hip throws on outside breakers. Now, when you have those opportunities on those plays, you got to make them. All right, you gotta you gotta bring the ball to life, and you'll hear me talk about this all the time. The ball is life, all right, and so we it's like air, and we gotta have it, we gotta get it. Most drills that you see us on the field will end with some kind of guy catching the ball, picking the ball off off, off a fumble, um, just understanding that how to get the ball out from a punch, a, a rake, or what have you. We're going to attack the ball every kind of way we can in practice, so it translates into the game. Mitch Tischler with uh, Mighty Mouse Sports. Um, last year with the Cowboys, obviously, Michael Parsons is a special player, mm-hmm. but you moved him around the defense a lot and kind of got creative a little bit with him. How much of that is a staple of kind of the type of defense you want to bring to Washington and, and kind of creating creating matchups for players like that? Well, you know, Micah is a unicorn, so he, he's a little bit different, but it doesn't take a unicorn to, to be creative, all right? Um, I like to think of our defense, um, and even going back to Green Bay, as sort of a positionalist defense because – and just follow me with this here. Um, you can take a Michael Parsons and and put him down, put him at linebacker in the four down spacing, or you can put him at a um, in and five down spacing. Okay, or you could take a J. Ron Curse, who we've had as a safety, a Buffalo nickel, um, and then you can put him in a linebacker type spacing. It changes the ID for the centers when you do that. It changes that point, and, and depending on is Micah out there with four bigs, or how they're going to consider him? Are they going to put the back on him? If, good luck if you want to, all right, or you're going to slide to them. So um, we have some guys here that, that we feel that can create some real matchup problems with people. And um, we're gonna, you're going to hear me talk about feed the studs. Uh, you got to earn your right to be a stud so we can design things particularly for you. Uh, and we will get creative with especially our, our pressure package of how we get to the quarterback and who we send to the quarterback uh, depending on um, how they prove it on the practice field. And then quickly, you guys are in an evaluation mode right now. Yes. Um, will you slide some notes to Cliff about what you what you found from about the Washington offense when you were in Dallas? Uh, well, well, one thing we will do is we talk about being across the hall and being collaborative. So um, I'm always going to the offensive coordinator, quarterback, coach, and saying, hey, Hey, I see this concept. This is difficult for us. All right, you might, and so, and they'll do the same thing. So we'll always talk across the hall and make sure that we're giving each other the best advantage in um, every every manner we can. That was part one of new Commanders defensive coordinator Joe Witt Jr. finished up there talking about Cliff Kingsbury and their relationship and how that can help this team moving forward. We'll take a quick timeout. 
When we come back, more of new Commanders Defensive Coordinator Joe Witt Jr. here on The Fan. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. It's happening to the youngest in charge, movement, Linnell Willingham, here on 106.7 The Fan. We're taking you up to 10 o'clock tonight before we dish things over to Tech Talk Live. Right now, I want to continue to let you hear from Joe Witt Jr., the new defensive coordinator in Washington, had me ready to run through a brick wall earlier during his introductory press conference. He's a dude that's well-traveled, but he gives his father a ton of credit for why he's the coach he is now in the National Football League. Oh, for my dad? Um, man, everything. Like, just the, the first thing that I learned about from my dad was um, this is a people's business and to treat people fairly. Um, that's the connections. Um, my dad was a hard, hard coach, man. Like, like he he's a hard man to um, – to play for, but his players played a certain style. They ran and hit. They they were fundamentally sound, and and that's what I got from him. Uh, I know I'm a back end guy, not a linebacker coach like he was, but he's just he's what I'm trying to be. All right, I know he he never reached to become a head coach and all that, but the respect that he has whenever he walks into a building, everybody respects him. If he walked in here right now, you would know he was in here because he has that type of command of a room. And um, he's just the man that I'm always trying to aim to be. Coach David Harrison, Sports Illustrated. Welcome yeah. to D.C. Uh, yeah. um, I want to ask you about, Just you, you mentioned you know you're ready for this, for this position. Mm-hmm. Going back to your career, is there like a, an assignment or a, a year that you can look back and say, like, this is when I knew I was ready to be at D.C., just waiting on that opportunity? Oh, that's a very good question. Uh, I probably felt that I was ready in 15, uh, 2015. Um, that that year, um, I you know, I, I, from a package standpoint, I, I I had a great idea of what I wanted to do and and how to um, once again get at the quarterback and understand how to um, manipulate the fronts and, and and the pressure. So it was probably 2015 when I felt that I was ready and just haven't had the opportunity since then. And it, it's very obvious, like, your your brain works works very quickly when you're thinking about NFL defenses. When you have a player that kind of struggles with maybe adapting to a check or a call or something, you're, you're trying to teach them. What's what's something that you're going to do to try to, to, to bring that, that gap together? Well, if they're struggling, um, that's our fault, okay? Um, so um, as coaches, we, we take this, the, the brunt of the – um, the learning to make sure that once they go out there, they're playing fast. So um, I'm dyslexic, okay? So I I always talk about um, coaching the creative learner. And, and if a guy struggles to learn at times, that is our job to make sure that we teach them in many different facets and many different ways so that that guy can get it. All right, that's our job. That's what they pay us. What they pay us. They don't pay us all this money just to, to go in there and, and put it up on the board. And if certain guys can't get it, no, it's your job to make sure they can get it. And if a coach um, sits there and says he can't learn, he probably can't coach. Okay, so um, we'll we'll get these guys to understand what we want them to do and do it in a a, a, a very good manner. Hey, Coach Donna Hopkins, Pro Football Plus. Mm-hmm. As you embark upon this new opportunity, and as people get to know a little bit about you. What is it that you want people to know about you right off the bat about who you are as a person and also as a coach? As a person, as a coach, um, that first, my family's everything to me. Um, I have three kids, um, Joseph, um, Ava, and Zoe, my wife, Erica. She runs every, she runs the household. Um, I, I really don't have any hobbies. My kids are my hobbies. You know, you talked about my dad being a football coach, and he was a, he was away in – and, and so I wanted to make sure that uh, my kids were my hobby. So 
it's my family, it's my football, and it's really just uh, my faith in God. And other than that, <laughs> I'm a simple guy. I'm a country boy from Alabama. That's all I am. And in coming here with Coach Quinn, does that, does that help you all jumpstart this defense, hit the road running a little quicker? It does. It does. Um, so we have a base structure of what we want to do, but very similar to what we did when we went to Dallas, okay? Everybody just knew when we went to Dallas that we were going to run ATL threes or the Seattle three package, and it was probably fourth or fifth game when they realized, oh, they're not doing that, okay? And so what we're going to do, and that's another reason why we brought coaches from different schemes and, and we were very strategic from where we brought these coaches from because we're going to build the commander defense. It's not going to be exactly what we did in Dallas, okay? And if you think it is and you go watch all the Dallas film, all right, good for you. You're going to be mistaken, all right? We're going to build this thing. Um, we have the structure that we want, but we're going to take the ideas from all the coaches that we have on the defensive staff. We're going to do it just like we did in Dallas. We listened to every coach on the staff in Dallas, and we built it together, and that's what we're about to do. We're about to build this thing from the ground up with the understanding of we do have a base structure of what we want to do. Welcome to town, Coach. Uh, Delsman Purnell, WUSA yes, 9. Uh, you and Coach Quinn, you were together in Atlanta together in Dallas, now you're here in Washington. What's allowed the relationship to be successful between you and Coach Quinn? Um, first thing, it's going to sound sort of corny, but he's he's just the best human being that I've probably been around in, in football. Okay, he's, Take the football coach out of it. He's a really good person. When I get to Atlanta um, and I have to move my family down, he writes handwritten notes to my kids. I never had a head coach do that. All right. My son was struggling in football um, with a with a, a certain bl um, block uh, blitzing scheme, and he takes time out of his day to put a video of Michael Parsons rushing on a tackle from practice to help my son um, rush on the tackle in, in 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 his practice. That's what type of dude this is. All right. So I'm all in with him, a hundred percent. And then as a coach, he allows you to be creative. He, he wants the, you to think outside of the box. He wants you to go uh, – going into last year, I mean, this offseason, the last two years in a row prior to that, 21 and 22, we were the number one team in the league for two years in a row in turnovers. You know what the first thing he told me to do? Joe, how can we get more turnovers? I want you to research how do you get more turnovers because the ball is life. All right, so he's always trying to make you level up and, and give you the ability to think outside of the box and do it. He doesn't want to just say, hey, that's the way we've already done it. And I'm a believer, too. If, if, I, if I ask you a question and you say, hey, that's the way I've always done it, it can be changed, all right, because that's not a very good answer. All right, so we're going to always try to find a way to get better and level up and think outside of the box because that's what these offenses are doing. All right, the, what the, these motions and these shifts and these formations that these guys are, are, are doing that's coming from the college game, if you don't think it's outside of the box, you will, you will fall short. And so we will be um, innovative in that way. And, and secondly, Coach, uh, I've been around Tank Lawrence, Michael Parson, Diggs. These are some, <laughs> some talkative guys. Uh, when you, You're going to see these guys twice a season, talking mm -hmm. about the Dallas Cowboys. What do you anticipate um, that matchup being facing off against a team you just spent the past three years with? Man, I have so much respect for the men that in those locker rooms that we just left. Um, they're really good. And I, I hate that we didn't finish that journey the way that we, we should have, especially the way that we lost to Green Bay. Uh, that was um, an embarrassing loss for all of us. But um, 
I mean, football is football. You you run against like when the, the year we won the Super Bowl when I was in Green Bay, my um, my best friend Ryan Clark, he was on that other side of that ball. William Gay, who I coached, was on the other side of that ball. Um, James Daniels was coaching there, my dad's best friend. So you always going to go against people that you have really close ties to, but that's the business that we're in. So it's to me, it's going to be another game because um, it's just another game for real. I don't I don't get caught up in all that. Hey, Joe, I'm Alex Fulham with uh, DC News Now. Welcome to the DMV. Uh, you, you were talking about how great of a person Coach Quinn is. How mm-hmm. much does it mean to you that, you know, you were there with him in Atlanta, there with him in Dallas, and now he's bringing you with him here, you know, to this uh, high opportunity that you have now? It means a lot. I mean, he, he's given me um, the opportunity that I've been waiting for for years, you know. And so uh, I've been very close. I've interviewed for a few of them. Um, it's just I, I owe a lot to him, and the thing that that and we owe a lot to this city and this fan base to make sure that we put a product on the field that they can be proud of. But most importantly, we're here for one thing, and that's to win. Okay, we're here to win, and we're here to play a a, a style of football that when you see us play, you understand that we're trying to, um, you know, let the other team know that 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 they shouldn't be on the field with us. Yeah. I know earlier in your career you worked closely with Charles Woodson when yeah. he had a really good season recently, like Trayvon Diggs, Deron Bland in Dallas. Uh, when you look at the secondary here, I know Emmanuel Forbes, when he was in college, was a ball hawker, didn't quite have that exact success last year. Uh, what do you see about Forbes, maybe what you've seen so far, and maybe the potential he has, what he can do? You know, I really like Forbes when he came out. And um, and not only Forbes, I like Quan. And, you know, they have a number of guys on that back end that really, really are intriguing. And the thing that we have to do, um, that's why we brought Jason Simmons in and, and Tommy Donatell, uh, to get those guys in and to believe in the, the, the techniques that we're going to teach them and, and the um, scheme that we're going to put them in. But we have um, quality young players here. Uh, we're just ready to get to work with them. Yeah. Coach uh, Chad Ricardo with Fox 5. Obviously, we can feel your passion. We can feel your energy as well. I wonder what process you go about in terms of taking your way of being and getting that over to the leaders on your defense. Consistency. That's what it is. They're going to see the same person every day. You can't pick and choose when you want to um, demand or get things from guys. Every time I walk into that building, they're going to see the same thing. They're going to get the same effort. Um, i tell you one thing, and this is a little bit trying to answer your question. Um, as coaches, you know, when you start to lose sometimes, coaches start to stay later, you know. And, and my thought process is because I don't care if we went – I've been on 20 wins in a row and I've lost six in a row, okay. Um, I go home the same time because I'm giving you everything I have. Everything I have every time. So when coaches started to stay later after we've lost two or three games, man, you 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 were you were cheating us because if you thought that was going to give us a better chance of winning, you would you would you would have done it um, before we lost. So um, to answer your question is, I'm going to give everything I have to those guys every time they see me. All right, and then I can sleep. I can sleep well at night uh, after that. You spoke about the 18 years that you put into coaching and that it should not be questioned that you deserve this position here. I wonder, though, what it means to you to have this position, not just as a D.C., but here in the nation's capital. Well, first off, we were just talking about that today, uh, me and Jason Simmons. Um, it's, it's an honor to be in the NFL, okay? All right. Um, there's only 32 of these opportunities. And then to be here with the commanders, um, a team that has just rich history 
a team that my one of my best friends, Marcus Washington, played for. Ryan Clark has already said. Um, Sean Taylor is my favorite player. All right, so um, it means a lot to to be able to be a part of what we're about to do and bring a high level brand of defense. I mean, it's to my core. When I got when I got the job, Marcus called me and said, "I know you're going to have those guys running and hitting like we were, and, and that's what we're going to aim to do." Coach Witt, how are you? Candy Waller, Bowie Television, welcome to the area. How important is it to build that depth on your defense? I know a lot of focus is always on the starters, but how important is it to build that depth? And when we were fortunate enough in Green Bay to win the Super Bowl, we had 16, I believe it was 16 to 18 guys going into reserve, and the, and the bottom of the roster became the top of the roster really quickly. And so I really believe that um, you have to um, – build the whole roster. You have to coach everybody in the room. And so we'll have a, uh, a group of coaches, um, the, the QCs or the quality, quality control coaches, they will have a focus on some of the younger players um, and they will get time where they can ask questions that because sometimes young players, they get nervous of asking questions in, in front of the vets. They might not want to do that. So we're going to give them the space away from the vets and with the vets to make sure that we can grow the whole room, not just the, um, not just the stars. Gotta love what you heard from new defensive coordinator Joe Witt Jr. today of the Washington Commanders talking about the importance of that roster depth and that if this defense is going to take that next step and get back to what they were in 2022, depth is going to be crucial. That's going to do it, though, here for this Thursday night edition of Overtime. You can catch me tomorrow night, same place, same time, right here on The Fan Tech Talk Live. It's coming up next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs>